0: Bonjour, guten Tag, привет, hello, and welcome back to the Douce Pois podcast. Once again, I do apologise for the delay, and I do thank you for sticking with us. But you know what? The topic that I have been researching for the last couple of weeks, I think, is really—I don't know—it struck a kind of nerve. In my little brain, and it's made me realize if these people can do what they have gone through, I can get myself a little bit more organized. Sure, the car's exploding. Sure, I've got a job. Sure, I've got another podcast. Sure, I've got cats. But if these people can walk to hell and back, you know what? Then I can get my life in order. You know, it's crazy. I've been a massive fan of the Eurovision Song Contest for. Decades. And one of the things I do love about this contest is I'm at that point where I've I listened to every song, I've seen every act, and you might think, you know what, that's it. There's nothing else to learn about Eurovision until the next song contest comes around. But, whoo! Eurovision is a spicy European love apple. All you've got to do is you peel back one little surface and there is a whole other world to know. Recently, I've discovered... Well, I say discover this, this may not be news to you, but for me, I had never heard about this before. And it really make and it really makes you appreciate the joy that is Eurovision and the significance of Eurovision, understanding what people have gone through in the past to be able to compete at Eurovision. And I'm not just talking about writing a song being the best learning the dance moves I'm talking about people that are walking through literal war zones to compete at Eurovision. True unbelievable stories of what people have gone through endured, committed to to get there to that Eurovision stage. I have to be honest, I regularly don't have the commitment to follow through and prep all my meals for the week to have lunches ready so I don't have to pop to the shops and buy one at lunch. I'm not sure I'm prepared for the type of crisis that these people had to go through. I really need to start organising better. I don't know, do a course or something? Now picture this, you... Are the Eurovision Song Contest and the year is 1993. And you have, huh, you have over 20 countries competing at the Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, can you imagine possibly having more than 20 performances? Oh, unthinkable! I mean, Originally it had started with 7 so i guess yes it has more than tripled but oh can you Im- can you imagine the days Can you imagine if Eurovision rocked up and went, oh, you know what? We're only going to have 20 or so acts. (gasps) I wouldn't be able to cope. What would we do for the other two days of our lives? Enter the fall of communism and Europe and suddenly Czechoslovakia, the Soviet Union, Yugoslavia are all dissolving and now countries are being birthed onto the world stage. Of course, all of these countries are desperate to cement their validity and place in the world. So what says, yes, I am a legitimate country, like competing at the Eurovision Song Contest? Every new country started blowing up the EBU's phone, all wanting to compete. Eurovision, however, was all, oh, new phone, who diss. So the EBU announced it was going to open up some new spots for new countries to compete at Eurovision, oh, the excitement. Can you imagine you finally get your freedom and liberation? And now we get to represent ourselves and our country at Eurovision. However, Eurovision announced that they would be growing from 22 performances to 25 22 would be from countries that had previously performed at the 1992 Eurovision Song Contest, and three spots would open for new countries, which must have been quite the shock to the now 14 countries that had all expressed interest in competing at Eurovision. <gasps> Could you imagine? This is the biggest shot of our lives. I'm sorry, there was how many spots? Three? As you look around at the other 13 people standing around you. Basically, a pre-Eurovision would be created to decide who gets to perform at Eurovision. That's right, the EBU went pure Thunderdome and announced 14 countries enter, 3 countries compete. Thunderdome is, of course, a Mad Max reference, the third in the film. There's the Thunderbolt. Basically, it's a giant upside-down waste paper basket and two people go in and poke each other until only uh, one comes out. Don't bother seeing it. It's the worst in the trilogy. Anyway, I digress. So, basically, Eurovision is having a pre-Eurovision to decide who gets to perform at Eurovision or what their children's children would come to know as... hmm checks notes a semi-final basically the three songs that finished at the top would be able to compete at eurovision 1993 which was being held in mill street island on the 15th of may after linda martin won with Me" the previous year why you because it was the 90s and Ireland. you were unfreaking stoppable So, 14 countries competing, only three to go in. However, by February, the number of countries still wanting or able to compete had seriously dwindled from 14 down to six. (sighs) That's better odds. The six countries were Bosnia-Herzegovina, Bulgaria, Croatia, Romania and Slovenia. But then Bulgaria's entry fizzled out. But then Estonia and Slovakia rejoined the race, bringing the number of entries up to seven. Either way, that's four countries that are bringing in their whole new birth with tears. So on the 3rd of April 1993, the pre-selection for Mill Street, or as it was called, pre-selection for Mill Street in Slovenian, Oh, I, I'm i not sure I want to try and speak Slovenian. I think I may create a new conflict in Europe. I do apologize. Pre selection for Mill Street. Oh. Oh. Mill Street. Yes. Pre selection for Mill Street. Or in French, pre selection for Mill Street. It's easier to fake it in French. You just go up. It's it sounds like it could possibly be correct. It was shot in Studio One of Televisia Slovenia. And it was broadcast around Europe. The rules were simple. Every country would have one juror, and that juror, obviously, cannot vote for your own country, but would then have to decide one twelve point, one ten, one eight, one seven, one six, and one five Now, there was actually no telephone voting in this contest as there were continual issues with phone lines in some of the competing countries, not the least of which because there were wars. So not being able to guarantee these communications, they decided the best result would just to have a juror to represent each country. So jurors were used and the jurors were actually live in studio with the Axe and then they then announced their results live on camera. The winner was Slovenia reaching the first place with 54 points just behind them and 52 points was Bosnia-Herzegovina. Third place by one point to 51 was Croatia. Unfortunately, Estonia, Hungary, Romania and Slovakia did not make it through to the 1993 performance. But those three countries made it through, and I have to be honest, when I went past and I knew nothing of this history and when I reviewed these acts, I was not the biggest fan. I'm going to be honest. This was not a song that captured me. This is not a performance that bowled me over. However, when you hear the backstory that actually went, It is amazing that they managed to pull all of this together. When you find out that one of your acts, the performers, the main singer, the backing singers, the performers literally escaped a war zone, literally walked through hails of bullets to be able to compete in Ireland to represent their new country. But walk they did and represent they did. When, yeah, yeah, yeah they they did not. Look, it stayed with Ireland. Nima, in your eyes. Oh, again, it was Ireland in the 90s. To be honest, why did the rest of us bother getting out of bed? Ugh. Uh, we should, we could have just stayed in bed for ten years and just let Ireland keep it, regardless though it in no way takes from the song and performance who it was and what they had to actually get through to the Eurovision stage. <gasps> It's shocking, it's astounding, it's unbelievable. It's made me to commit to get my life more bloody organised. That's how inspiring it is. Oh, get your heartfelt, dramatic music ready because we are going to cover their story, their incredible journey. In our next episode, which I will be popping out tomorrow, hold your breath.